0: Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author, Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. Remember the old Beatles song, The Long and Winding Road? Well, their road may have led them to the door of someone they loved, but the metaphor is perfect for us. We're all traveling toward a deeper and more fulfilling understanding of a God, and yes, it can sometimes seem long and winding as well. Today, Dr. Jennings continues to act as our guide as we traverse the roads we travel. He's talking to us via Skype. Dr. Jennings, take us to where you left us off in part one of this series. What were some of the roads that we're traveling, and why are they not a good idea?
1: Thank you so much, Charles. We're talking about the roads of life, yes, the, the yes. way people go through life. On our part one of this series, we talked about four roads that people travel, mm-hmm. walking in ignorance, which is the people who are going through life with no knowledge of God at all. Mm-hmm. And that's a very common one being promoted in Western societies that, as I said last time, enlightenment is actually ignorance because they, they're they saying you're enlightened if there's no God. But those are the people walking in ignorance yeah. of God. Yeah. And then there's walking in illiteracy. Those are the people who claim a belief in God but they're biblically illiterate. They really have no Bible knowledge at all, other than the most basic ideas that Jesus is our Savior. And uh, without that Bible knowledge, then then they're out there and they're vulnerable to all types of distorted beliefs, and they really don't have any good anchor, and they're often struggling with many problems they wouldn't if they actually had their anchor in Scripture. So Mm -hmm. walking in ignorance, walking in illiteracy, and then we talk about walking in infancy, which are those individuals who believe in God, but they don't want to actually make decisions. They look to others to tell them the right and wrong, whether it's a pastor, priest, referee, or just like a child, they don't know how to tell right and wrong. So they look for some creed or some written standard of rules that will give them the answer. Mm -hmm. And then The fourth one we talked about was people walking alone, which are people who have come to a knowledge of God and understand his methods and principles, and things are going pretty well for them, and then they just get busy, and they stop spending time with God, and they find themselves out there alone on the road of life, and that's when troubles hit them, and they often have to to, to repent, step back, and reconnect with the Lord, and that was the four we went over last time. Well, now we're starting number five. What's next? The next one I've just identified is people who are walking the line. Hmm. And what I mean by walking the line, this is just a short step away from the walking in infancy. The walking in infancy is looking for some person to tell you the answer. And the walking the line are the rule keepers, Mm -hmm. the ones who have their list of behavioral requirements, and they are rigid on the do's and the don'ts. And they appear loyal, they appear devoted, they appear committed, but their focus is primarily on behavior, not on heart transformation. And as a result, they often end up in the church as tattletales, Mm -hmm. uh, seeking to find fault with others, uh, reporting things to the authority that doesn't meet the little box that they live within, spreading tales of wrongdoing. They often argue with other Christians about the rules that they keep or the right way to keep the the rules or they cause division in churches, they cause fragmentation, and they're very aggressive and often hostile to people who don't see it the way they see it because those are the people who are breaking the rules. These are rigid, usually inflexible,
0: uh, and have little tolerance for others. But don't we need some of those around to sort of keep us on the right track? Oops, I think I just put myself on another road, right? <laughs> no, no, I don't think we
1: do need these types of individuals. What can be hard is because on the outside, they can seem like they're doing the right thing but they actually really are not on the right road.
0: Mm. You follow what I'm saying? I do. I do. This is this is incredible because we need to be a little more open-minded, you're saying, than the people on that on the line, walking the line. Is that right? You well, know,
1: this is exactly right. These are the Pharisees in Christ's yeah, day. Yeah. They were very fastidious rule keepers, but they wouldn't help the man who was beaten and left along the side of the road. Okay, okay. Right. And if you look at that story of the Good Samaritan, the Samaritan was the one that was right with God, not the priest, not the Levite, but the Samaritan didn't keep any of their rules. He didn't eat their kosher diet. He didn't sacrifice at temple. He didn't keep their feast days, didn't observe their Sabbaths, all their rules he didn't keep, but he was the one right with God because it wasn't about the rule keeping, it was about the heart transformation. And so those walking the line are so focused on the rules, they often obstruct their ability to
0: experience the heart change. Well, I can't imagine any other kind of person that is walking out there in this journey, but I think you have a couple more for us. Number six? Right, right. So number six is walking in confusion. Some struggle through life's problems are confused.
1: Uh, I just don't know who to believe. I don't know uh, what church to go to. I don't know whose teachings to listen to. I I believe in God, but there's so many different things out there. I don't know which one to believe, and they try this for a little while, and they try that for a little while, and, and, uh, and then even today, what's happening in society, people are told there's no absolute truth. If that's your truth, that's your truth. That's her truth, that's her truth, and we're not to question anybody's truth, and this is only increasing the idea of confusion because this idea that's going on in society today about your truth or my truth or her truth, this idea actually is corrupting the word truth because your truth isn't about truth. What we should be saying is your opinion, your perspective, your belief. Okay, that's fair. You can have all those. But truth is not subject to your attitudes, beliefs, or opinions. Truth is actually how reality works. But what's happening in society today, truth is being corrupted to where people don't even have any standard to know. Which direction to go? People are circling and swimming in confusion.
0: You just described a vast majority of people that uh, are the opinionated types that I, I see on social media and, and, and at church. The confused ones don't
1: often have a lot of structure, and their lives are very chaotic. They might uh, do something for a period of time that looks very ritualistic and rules-oriented and organized, but it doesn't really fit for them. And then they're off to do something else, and they're trying something else. And, and they might bounce from Christianity to Buddhism to Zoroastrianism and, and bounce around trying all these different religions because they're just confused. They're searching but there is no standard. There's nothing that they, and and they'll ask you, well, how do I know? How do I know what truth is? How do I know what to believe? And this is where I begin teaching people God's design laws, mm. the laws upon which reality work. You can start with the physical and you can teach them the laws of physics, like the law of gravity, the uh, laws of health. And these things are reliable. They're predictable. They don't waver. And there's a standard to live by. And then once they understand those laws that are very easy to see, you can teach them the principle of love, the principle of beneficence and giving upon which all life is built, the laws of liberty, the laws of worship. By beholding, we become changed, the law of exertion. And when you understand God's design laws, then you have a platform of reliability to begin making healthy decisions upon.
0: All right. And the confusion, I would say, begins to ease at that point,
1: right? That's exactly right. Uh And and, and then you can lead them back to the, the designer, the creator who built the universe on these design laws.
0: All right, we have two more roads, and one of them I'm going to really like. What's number seven? And the Number seven is walking in rebellion. Mm. These are people who
1: have a knowledge of God, but for various reasons have become angry at Him. Maybe they've had a tragedy happen. Things didn't go the way their religious system told them they should. You know, if I pay my tithe, I'd get richer, but then I went bankrupt, and so I'm mad at God. Uh, this types of thing. So these people rebel against God. They reject the knowledge of God. They prefer to do things their own way, even though they still believe in God. Uh, the Bible really describes many people who have walked in rebellion and uh, just have hardened
0: themselves against God. All right. Now we have walking in ignorance, illiteracy, infancy alone, walking the line, walking in confusion, rebellion, number 8, Dr. Jennings, give us some hope, which is walking with God. Mm. This is the this is the only healthy
1: path, walking with God. It says in the scripture Enoch walked with God yes. and then he was no more because God took him away. And this is the goal. Our goal is to walk with God. And as we walk with him, by beholding him, we become changed. We become so close to him. We align our hearts, our desires, our wishes. We surrender and trust him because we've realized how trustworthy he is, and how good he is, and how compassionate he is, and how gracious he is. And we just love to spend time with him. And, and our hearts are brought into unity with his heart. Our thoughts align with his thoughts. Our desires become his desires. And we live his life. And the Bible describes that as, it's no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. We get new motives. We get new desires. We see the world through new lenses. Well, this is exactly the point of walking with God. Walking with God means spending time with him, Mm -hmm. and we— walk the road together. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. Mm -hmm. And the yoke he's talking about, and what does a yoke do? It's not a bridle, it's not a bit in the mouth. A yoke is something that hooks two beings together so they can share the load. Mm -hmm. And he wants us to be yoked up with him, and the yoke is the yoke of love, the bonds of love, the ties of love and trust. And as we come into a love-trust relationship with God, we walk a road with him, and if we start to veer to the right, if you're yoked with him, that yoke will pull you back if you don't break the yoke, you see? Mm -hmm. So our love and trust in him will not let us deviate away from him if we stay tied to him in love and trust. But that requires us to daily go to him in love and trust, invite him in, ask for his wisdom, ask for his guidance, ask for his leadership, ask for his overruling for the aspects of life that are beyond our control, and then give us wisdom in our decision and understanding of things and our choices. Walking with him daily, purposely, that's what this is about.
0: I like the fact that uh, Paul put it this way. He says that a relationship with God constrains us. That doesn't mean keeping us from doing what we want to do. It means keeping God with us as we go through what we have to do. Am I right in saying that? Yes, and I would also think it constrains us like, uh, uh, from going off the road right, of life, Right,
1: right, Okay. Right, yeah, so that when we get tempted, we see an extra. You're driving along, and you see the big, bright signs for the amusement center of the world, and then you might be tempted to go that direction. As you start to veer that way, those ties to God and to Jesus will go, wait, wait, no, no, and you go, no, I don't want to go that way. I want to stay on this road, and so that's the temptations we all can be tempted with, but where we're bound in love and trust to God, those temptations lose their brightness, but if 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 we do get pulled for some reason with a strong situation, strong emotion,
0: those bonds to God pull us back. Dr. Jennings, how do you convince someone who is in ignorance, illiteracy, infancy, walking alone in confusion and rebellion, and they're perfectly happy to be there? Everything is just fine. How do you convince that person that A, they're walking on a road that's going to lead to destruction, and B, they need to change roads? How do you do that? You don't. Hmm. There is
1: no convincing a person who's perfectly happy in their current situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so if they're perfectly happy in their current situation, you'll have to wait for reality to come bear in mm-hmm. when they find themselves not happy in their situation. And all those other roads ultimately will lead them to places where they will be in distress, where they will be in pain, where they have a problem that doesn't make sense, where they will be unhappy. These, those roads are not in harmony with how life and happiness exist. But you're right, they can be on those roads for a period of time when they're unaware of where they're going, and they seem to be happy, and you can't convince a person until they're ready to understand or see a different way.
0: I like that, because a lot of Christians I know, and me included, sometimes we get kind of frustrated, because, you know, we want to help people, we want to show them the better road, this road number eight, where you walk with God. We want to do that, yet how do you overcome joy at being on the wrong road? And you've, you've, you've shown a, a very perfect thing here. There's going to come a time, there's going to come a, 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 a problem in their life, an instant in their life, a situation in their life where they're going to need something. And that road that they're on is not taking them where they want to be. And we need to be there at that moment. Am I right in saying that? And be there at that
1: moment to show them grace, like mm-hmm. Jesus showed the woman in adultery, to show yes. them love, to show them compassion, not to quote a Bible verse and point the finger at them and say, I told you so. If you'd have listened to me, you wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah.
0: What a joy that is to live that kind of life, a life based on love as opposed to judgment or or being disciplinary or, or showing a God of, of judgment to show a God of love, to represent that love, to be that love. Dr. Jennings, I can't think of a higher calling for a Christian to be in, right? That's exactly
1: what we're called to do. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. And we really are to be representing Jesus by practicing his methods of love and grace and how we treat other people. And that's love and grace that actually draws. The kindness of God draws us to repentance. And when we show
0: that kindness to people, it softens their heart and leads them to want to see a better way. Mm. Comeandreason.com is the website, a very active, and dynamic place to be, you'll find Dr. Jennings' books, The God-Shaped Brain, The God-Shaped Heart, The Aging Brain, and the, the book that started it all, Could It Be This Simple?, all of these uh, these truths are, are outlined in many of these books and you'll find a great joy in learning to walk that road with God. Thank you, Dr. Jennings, for showing us how to do that and we appreciate you doing this program in two parts for us so we can have a full understanding of it. Thank you so much, Dr. Jennings. Thank you, Charles. And listener, until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Dr. Tim Jennings wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone.